Hello everybody, welcome to For the Record episode number 57. Happy Friday, hope you guys are all having a great rest of the day, all that usual, all that usual jazz. Um, anyway, this episode is different because it's not, there really isn't a guest, well there is a guest, but it's not like we're not we weren't pushing anything this is um me and my buddy andrew tucker andrew is the bass player for demon and me he he wasn't on the show the time that i had the demon and me guys on but um he was always someone that whenever i talked to him because i'd driven with him to gigs before that the guys were going to play in um stuff and uh shows like that we just we really hit it off as friends and um he he has a lot of he had a lot of the same interests and a lot of the same things that i loved talking about and loved nerding out and obsessing over like um literature and movies and uh comics and and also all sorts of stuff like that and it was um i'd always said that i kind of wanted to do an episode with him but i wanted to just kind of riff or not even really riff but just just talk about nothing in particular and just and see where it goes i am always trying to have some kind of a topic because it's always there's always a guess and there's always something that i'm always trying to do research for and stay on top of things but i just wanted to have an episode that was just kind of shooting the shit and just uh chatting and and doing an episode of of a show that is something that is it's an episode of a show that really is based off of the shows that inspired me to start doing podcasting, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I know there was a very long pause there. I don't know why. I totally lost my train of thought for like a, a good two seconds, so I apologize. But anyway, um, this would be a fun episode. If you're into nerdy things and uh, like listening to good conversations, then I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this one. Andrew, thank you again for coming on the show. Seriously, it was, I, if you're listening to this, it was a hell of a lot of fun. I believe I told you this after the fact. Um, but I was, I was also do, doing shows like this just to kind of see if there may be shows where I want to bring in a co-host, um, and do things like that. And I thought the, I thought the chemistry was really good, um, and just, and just chatting about random things. So, um, that's another reason that I kind of did this. But, um, again, Andrew, you were awesome. You were fantastic. Um, and I was glad to have you on the show. Um, so let's get right to it. Episode number 57 of For the Record, Hostful. Enjoy. probably get home from work okay. or for lunch in like 10 minutes and she'll probably run into the house and be like <laughs> so just like that um yeah okay fair enough 
Pretty much exactly like that. Pretty much like like the demon? Oh, that, <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> so, it's funny. She's just, like, she'll forget, and she'll be like, Oh, Stella! Stella! Pretty much. I named her after the beer. They named her after the movie, but it's the same thing. Do you ever watch Modern Family? I don't really, do. Okay, I've so never really seen it. So there was an episode. I, I got that. I never saw the original movie, but I always think with comedy, like, I always think the jokes where people are like, oh my god, I'm totally referencing this, those moments. So there's a scene. I forget. They got, like, a French bulldog or something in one of the episodes, and then it ran away, so they're trying to find it. Of course, his name is Stella. And so Eric Stone Street is running in the street and he's yelling Stella and then he calls Cam his husband he's like Cam it's happening I'm actually doing it I'm, I'm quoting the scene from the movie like, yeah that's, that, that's fine Stella no this is a huge deal right now are you kidding <laughs> I loved it it's so great I was like I don't even know what this reference is but it's hilarious dude it's funny because she got out one time and it was the same thing mm. we went like one of us went down the street that way, and the other one went down the street this way. Oh, jeez. And we were both just yelling it, and she just came, like, running out. She's like, hi. <laughs> like, you stupid fucking dog, man. My dog hasn't run out, knock on wood, um, but he... My dog, what's so funny is that I was like, oh, my God, he barks. Or she barks, I'm sorry. Um, and then my dog has barked a total of five times in his life. Really? Five times. That's it. What are the five times? Uh, the five times was the first time he saw the gardener, and it was... Roo! And then he just looked that was it. and then stopped. <laughs> uh, the other time was when I was talking and it was really funny. I think it was like I said, I was like, Oliver, come on, come on, speak. And then he barked once and then and we we're just like, whoa, oh my God, he did it. And then he just was like, man, I'm, I'm, like, I'm done now. Man, I'm done. That was it. Um, and then I, there was just a couple of other times, but never when the door, doorbell rings, never nothing. Just, She's pretty good about the doorbell, but she like. She gets just these weird moods. Like, she'll come in, my, like, it's it's weird. A lot of she'll just kind of, like, if she sees somebody she knows, she doesn't even really bark. She just kind of goes, like, <laughs> and it's, like, weird. Or she'll just, like, bark at my dad for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, okay, cool. <laughs> it was weird because I was used to having a dog. I, I had two dogs. Um, they, um... One of them lived to be 16, so it was like, oh, damn, it's like, you lived a very good life. The other one passed away, sadly, due to cancer at a much earlier age, but at the same time, I was very used to both of them, like, just the house being very loud. And so then I see this one, and he's just like, hmm. just very quiet and very, <laughs> like, you, you, do you hit the, hit the weed a little bit? Maybe. <laughs> you little, maybe. you little calm down. I think mine does a little bit. <laughs> parents do they don't know that i know that but they do <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that the dog also does oh. as a byproduct of oh that. my god <clears throat> oh from the or from from downstairs gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha my okay. parents will uh go out in the gotcha okay every, when they get home from work they'll often go gardening in the backyard oh, gardening which is where they keep their weed is in the shed <laughs> so they'll go out to the shed and they'll smoke weed and the dog will go out there with a Oh my god, that's the... I, I hear the cops. I hear, I hear them running. Oh shit. Okay, we gotta run. We gotta go. We gotta go. No, this is this is not... This is... There's there's no evidence. What? What? What's that? It cracks me up. It fucking cracks me that's up. That's cool, though. I know... I know. I have parents... I have friends... Not parents that do that. I have friends' parents that do that. Um, but they... I think they have... I think one of them, the last time I talked to him, it was um, 
for a med- it was his back is just so messed up that they have a medical card. Oh, yeah. So both of them. I think that's what it. they also have. Uh-huh. Are they real? I don't know. But... Oh, they, I know. I know for a fact that they were definitely <laughs> real because they lived in like an area. I forget where, but it was. They they live in an area where they did have dispensaries because it was oh, a, yeah. kind of a smaller town, and so yeah. that wasn't that it wasn't like a big city or anything. Yeah. So they were much easier to come by. <laughs> it's funny because my whole life they were like, "If you ever fucking smoke weed, we're gonna kick your ass." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> my parents were like, "Eh, just we didn't we didn't really like it, but if you do it, just." Be careful about it. That's all we care about. And then I, I think kind of is that because I wasn't rebelling against anything. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't well, really need to yeah, do it. Yeah. thing. If, if they tell you it's okay, then you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's not fun. But they always tell me, well, if you do it, you're gonna get in trouble. And I was always so scared of getting in trouble. For oh, shit, so was I. I so never was did I. Anything bad, dude. I was like, getting in trouble was the worst fucking thing in the world, mm-hmm. right? But it's funny because I was listening to this podcast the other day. And the dude was talking about, like, when you're a kid and you get put in trouble. Yeah. Realistically, the only thing that happens to you is you have to, like, go sit by yourself yeah, exactly. in a corner for, like, five minutes. And it was like, that's really not that bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, we looked at these, like, way... I think it came down to, like, the whole, like, we were always scared about. I think the bigger fear with us was not, like, the, yeah, sitting in a corner was never that bad. But it's, like, the disappointment of your parents and the disappointment of yourself was oh, probably yeah. like what was like that feels like they just i can't even describe what that feels like as a child oh no dude it's the worst <laughs> because you feel like you're gonna die like you or pretty much yeah you're like fuck yeah the only people like, well i'm done the only people who have to care about me don't yeah. care about me exactly. right now no ex- exactly that's <laughs> exactly like, what it was you're just like uh, just like well shit, dude okay mr teddy bear you're my only friend I guess I'll just if if kids had the the vocabulary to say like I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty it would much. save them from a lot of grief. Because yeah, that's my attitude about stuff now. Yeah. It's like now if someone gets disappointed, like all right, well, I guess I'll just yeah, go exactly. Fuck yeah, you. I mean, you build up. A, I think it's I think it's kind of a benefit though for the kids that um, that were like us that had that fear because you're. I guess your your armor kind of gets it gets tougher when you get older, and so it's kind of like you yeah. can brush off disappointment a little bit more um, easily, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so, true. That's yeah. true. I don't know. I was like one of those kids that was like terrified of getting a C. Oh God! You know oh I mean? fuck! Me but too. Then, like, <laughs> me but it's funny because like my parents like wanted me to get good grades and shit, but yeah. like if I got a C, they didn't really care. Right, like it's funny because they'd be like, "Why'd you get a C?" And I'd be like, "Cause it was hard." And they'd be like, "Oh, okay." Oh God, if I had, <laughs> if I had, if I could even explain, like, "Oh God, that would have been wonderful if that was the case." Oh, I got that through college. Like, oh, I, yeah, it was bad. Well, I was like, because I, I could never lie to my parents, and even no, when no. I I didn't sign the paper that said you have access to my grades, because right. there was that, and I was like, "No, you're not getting this." And even then, it was like. I gotta see. I'm so sorry. I, I don't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know. It it was weird. First of all, like my dad understood because I was really bad at math. Yeah. He was also very bad at math. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, it makes sense. But like, if I did worse in like English or something, yeah, then I'd, they'd be more upset. Harder. And it was like, ultimately, ended up becoming an English major. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> 
that shows you that, right? But like, yeah, exactly. It's weird because once you get to college, it, as long as you can get a C, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Right. But when you're in high school, you have to get good grades. Oh yeah. You can't high... go to college, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but it's weird though. Cause when I was teaching college at state, yeah. When you are a freshman in English, if you get a C, that's a fail. Really? So if you get a C in like your freshman composition class, interesting. It's a fail, right? See, I never had that at Santa Clara. See, if you fail though, here's where you get screwed. You have to pass English one A and one B to take your other mm-hmm. classes. Of if course. you fail it with a C, then you have to try to re-enroll. But priority always goes to the new freshman. Oh shit! So you get stuck in the cycle so of never screwed, being able yeah. to re-enroll. And then you have to go through these, like, basically extra year and a half of, like, remedial classes. Oh, Jesus. Even though you got a C. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just, I had to. Um, no, that problem was way before he was in office. But, um, oh, man, that sucks. Because, yeah, of course. And that was the same deal with, um, God, th- there were some cases where, there were some classes where that was the case at Santa Clara. Yeah. But at the same time, it was weird going to, because, San Jose State was public school, and so Santa Clara being a private school, there were times when I would, um, a, fi- a fail was like a D or an F, like that was what yeah. they would do, and that's what they classified it by, when they, get, when you got a C, they're just like, alright, I don't give a shit, go for it, and yeah. so it was kind of like, alright, Catholic spirit, wonderful. Right. Um, C and for so, Catholic, right? C for Catholic, exactly, yes, um, and... <laughs> a stands for atheist, you didn't want to get A's. <laughs> I just spit out my coffee. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and what's B? Uh, I don't boring. know. Boring. B- boring bishop. If we're bishop, to bishop. Stuff. Okay. okay. Which doesn't really make sense no. because it's not a religion. Yeah. That's Buddhism. True. Buddhism. There we go. B for Buddhism. B for Buddhism. All right. But of course, if you get a B in Buddhism, then you have to go back and do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Well, what a great way to bring it around. Um, <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where. That school, at least with at least with that particular school, I don't have experience with any other private university or the way that it was done. But they were like, there were times when I was like, I can't get my classes. Like, oh yeah, it's literally not budget. But they were so determined, and they were like, and I actually should have relaxed a little bit more in that respect. Because like, no, you're gonna get out of here in four years. Trust me, you're gonna get everything done. And so what they would do is they would be like, okay, so you can't take this one. Okay, take this one because this is also yeah. on your list. And you're like, oh. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's... Now fuck off. I had a bunch of counselors, like... <laughs> we got, like, a series of very confusing worksheets that told us what classes to take, and it was Same. always different. And then, like, I went to fill out my graduation forms, and yeah. then I went to this counselor, Yeah. and she was like, oh, you never took these two classes that you were supposed to take? I was like, uh... Oh, oops. I guess not. And she was like, well, you took these other two classes that you weren't supposed to take. So we'll just make those count. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay, cool. That, that's good. <laughs> that's cool. fine with me. So, but I still got the work done. But it's funny because it's like, that's literally how flexible it is. Yeah. Because they can just decide that you get your degree with like the wrong core classes. Yeah. Because I didn't take English 101. That was one of the ones I didn't take. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's like, probably should have taken it. I do think I would have. <laughs> I do think I would have studied harder um, had I known like what the AP classes did in the sense oh, that like because i just i didn't pay attention i didn't don't care even, don't even talk to me about ap i was doing so well here's the thing i will say that both of the teachers that i had in high school were awesome they're two people that i still talk to to this day and i still like 
Not, I mean, not on an everyday basis, but occasionally. Like, there, if I ever, for any reason, wander back to my high school to see someone or to say something, it's usually to the two of them because yeah. they were the best teachers I'd ever had. I, st- like, failed miserably at the AP test. Dude, so I passed all of mine except for the one that I wanted to pass the most mm. because I passed all the English ones, which I assumed I would yeah. because I was, it was just like, that's why I majored in it because I was just, like, natural at it. Yeah. So I passed those. But then I took AP statistics my senior year of high school, mm. which is fucking stupid because I like <laughs> failed pre-algebra in junior high. So I'm like, oh, I'll take this AP math class. It'll... My goal being like, I'll work really hard this year. Because you don't think it's math because you hear the word statistics and you're like, yeah. okay, business. That, well, that's, that's in the wheelhouse. I can figure that out. We got to eat Skittles during yeah, class. So exactly. realistic. And I was like, and it's an AP test. So the math class will technically be done three months before everybody else's math class. Exactly. So then we'll just like, literally we played guitar hero in class, but then it was like, okay, this will be fine. So we took the class and then our teacher was like, Oh, they've never ever on the AP test asked about this one thing. So we're not going to cover it because it's a waste of time. And then that was like the long form question on the AP test. And I failed the AP test. So then I had to take statistics again in college it's the only math class I had to take in college. Damn. I almost got to take no math classes in college. Damn. Yeah. So close. Yep. Yep. And then it was like, fuck, because it was so easy. Yeah. When you're, and, yeah, because it's just yeah. the, the basics of it. So I'm just sitting there like, fuck, shit. <laughs> the whole time, dude. Oh, God. Yeah. I hated it. I'm so happy to be done with that shit. I, I've noticed that I'm, well, I'm extremely happy to be done with it, too. I, I've noticed that since I've been out of school, and particularly when I started working at the, like when I'd worked at the, I worked at the bookstore at my college for a little bit. When I wasn't being told, you have to study this. You have a week to, or you have a, a night to learn this full 50 page chapter. And then we're going to cover the second one on Tuesday. And then you have a quiz, blah, 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 right. all that. I noticed that when I wasn't being told that I had more of a want to actually go and study it on my own. Yeah, because like, it wasn't a shit fucking chore you had to do. Exactly. It's funny, too, because now I'll sit there and, like, I hated history, right? I was yeah. so fucking bored by it. Yeah. And I took this one history class that I thought was going to be amazing. It's called The History of Violence. And it was taught by this guy who sounded exactly like Morgan Freeman. Oh, my God. So he was just, like, having Morgan Freeman explain <laughs> very violent <laughs> things to you in, like, a very calm way, right? So he'd be like, there was a riot. <laughs> Hundreds of people were killed during the riot and he like didn't have any emotion about it and shit oh he was God. just like talking and like i thought it was gonna be so fun but it was so yeah, fucking was really boring, boring right yeah. like after the novelty of the morgan freeman voice wore off uh-huh. it was so boring and then now i find myself willingly looking up like history podcasts yeah and listening to them in my car and be like holy shit yeah what? it's so fascinating yeah, dude but i hated it when i had to learn oh yeah it. I absolutely didn't like it at all it was like government and politics shit dude yeah it was oh, like yeah. that was the most boring fucking class I've ever had to take in my life. And yeah. they scheduled it at 7 o'clock in the fucking morning, which is when you want to think about government and politics, right? And it was just like, I, I the can't, kicked in. I yeah. just can't do it. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I got a C in that class. Oh. My teacher was like, why'd you get a C? You're a good student. I'm like, I don't, I can't. It's, it's, it's too, just, I, I can't government. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> too like, early. I'm like, fuck this. Way too early right now. <laughs> um, the only reason, I mean, I, so the, the government class that I had, I only took, um, it was government and econ. It was like a very basic yeah, they introduction. Split it, right? They kind of split That's it in my high school. Too. 
in my high school, it was just kind of a basic introduction into it. But um, the people that I had in my class were awful. Like it was so, like, and it was not a remedial class. They were stupid, or they were like it wasn't nerdy douchebags. Not even neither of those <laughs> two, just assholes, like okay. people who just didn't give a shit. And they were being taught by a guy who was a little bit tougher and like in the way that he graded and stuff like that. But because I was kind of the only one that cared, yeah, like or one of the only people that cared, because I know there were a couple of people I just didn't pay attention to them. Right. Um. We were all just kind of like, okay, keep your head down, just study, do this, do this, and go through. I got a really good grade in that class, and I really liked it. But I never got into government until the, like, and I'm not even still very much into government and politics but i never had any interest in learning anything about government until the shit storm that is going on right now started because i'm like this can't happen like this is just so bad right now but see but the problem is in your government class in high school yeah they teach you how no one could have predicted that an asshole would want to become president well everybody who wants to become president is probably (laughs) a little bit of an asshole but like they they teach you how it works on paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they don't teach you is the corruption all the how it actually works, <laughs> yeah. which is just completely fucked. Yeah. Right. So it's like, first of all, it's a waste of time being in there because they're like, oh, well, they're electoral college and yeah, exactly. in a room and they all take their dicks out. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you go through the whole process, but then it's like, so wait, what? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, dude. And it, but it's like. The other thing is, is just like the class when you're that age, I get what they're doing. They're like trying to get you ready to vote because you're like, you take nothing could prepare you for what came this year. They take you nothing. (laughs) They take you right before you turn 18. Right. Uh And then they start trying to explain this shit to you so that you can theoretically make an informed decision. Yeah. But the context that they don't give you is, Hey, you're about to turn 18. And you're about to be able to vote for the first time. So you need to understand how this works. It's more like, hey, you just need to pass this fucking pop quiz I'm going to give you. Yeah. So it's like nobody cares because they don't really – they haven't had a chance to observe how politics actually affects them and vice versa because yeah. they're kids, right? So it's like exactly. what the fuck difference does it make to me? It doesn't like – no matter what, whatever I think is just how it happens anyway, right? Yep. So it's like – you don't care. I feel like people should have to take a politics class when they turn like twenty five. I think so too. When like after they have had a chance to be like, oh fuck, like I can't afford my apartment because my taxes are too high, or you know what I mean, like whatever yeah, exactly. the fuck it is, right? It's like you, after you've observed the way that it affects you, then you should learn like again. I absolutely agree. Sense. I absolutely agree, and I think that. Well, I think that. And I heard this a long time ago. I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but I, I would believe it if it was true. Some There was some video that I'd seen. I think it came... I don't... I can't even remember. I, want, I was about to say from the History Channel, but I don't even think the History Channel reported on this. Unless there was, it was about aliens, it probably wasn't on the History aliens. Channel. Aliens. No. Um, um, by the way, total side topic. Did you see that Tom DeLonge was in the WikiLeaks link? No, I didn't. Tom yeah. DeLonge was talking with John Podesta. Jesus Christ. And it was about... Like, th- like, they were legitimately talking about this. And Jesus. it's like, holy shit. That's what you gave up Blink-182 Well, he didn't give up Blink-182 for that. He gave it up because... <laughs> and Well, I I still don't even know bastard. what he gave up Blink-182 for because there was there's so much... For there's, Angels and Airwaves, man. For Angels and Airwaves, there's... But he, at the same time, is someone who wants to, like, 
Mark Hoppus is Blink-182, Travis Barker is drumming, and that's Blink-182 and whatever he can do. Tom DeLonge has his feet in like a thousand different projects, in movies, in books, in... Yep. He added in Blink for a little bit, he had in Angels and Airwaves, he added in other music that he was writing for Solo. He has whatever he's doing with the government that he... I'm, I know he can't talk about, but like that he can give little hints to... Like, I think he has, like, two novels in the works or something like that, where he's working with... He lays out a story, and then he works with another writer to kind of bring it to life. So it's kind of like, he's the one person that makes sense that he would not be in the band, because he's That's got true. he's got still, his eyes on a thousand different things. I feel like... It's still, like, like kind of like, oh my god, no way, he was in the WikiLeaks thing about Area 51, but at the same time... That's so funny. weird. Yeah, aliens, it's just weird. Aliens exist, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite Blink song right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of these things where I read a long time ago about the school system that the curriculum that we're taught, other than like English and, um, I mean, basic things you need to learn in order to talk good, um, in, the <laughs> um, in the, um, in, and exist in the world and at least in this country, um, the curriculum was molded for like a 1950s era, um, lifestyle where most people when they graduated didn't go into all the other jobs that were created it was just factory jobs and it was line jobs so taking chemistry biology um algebra basic math basic science all that all that kind of stuff and some history that was all basic for what you needed in order to go into a job that you'd be doing for the rest of your life working in a factory or working in a business corporation just on the basic and then obviously if you were going to do something bigger you'd you'd go to college but that was few and far between and so the curriculum now is not tailored for people nobody expected a housing crash nobody expected all this other shit that happened in the world the fact that i didn't take any computer science in high school yeah pretty dumb yeah i I didn't even think of that either you know what i mean it's like okay you didn't have to take anything also wasn't a required lower division class at state even Really? Yeah, it's like you don't have to take it. What is... Okay, so this speaks to my knowledge of what is in a computer science class. What is in a computer science class? Well... Because we had typing, but that was just in... Um, I mean, that's a basic... That's a basic thing, and that was in, skill, mid- that was in right? middle like, school. So that was just like a... They started you early. Yeah, dude. Sixth grade is an elective. It's like... So computer science, from what I understand, is like basic kind of... At least, like, if you were to take it as a freshman, it would probably yeah. be, like, an introduction to, like, coding, um, like, basic engineering techniques. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, yeah. Things like that. Because, I mean, for my job, I work with a lot of engineers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And they're all computer science majors. But Absolutely. that's, like, obviously incredibly vague to me, yeah. right? But it's, like, they all know how to do all this crazy shit. Yeah. And then they try to explain it to me, and I'm like, um, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's weird. There's a lot of it that's like I've been able to pick up over the last year and a half yeah. or so that I've had this job. And it's like, damn, I wish I would have learned some of this. Exactly. Because it would have made things way easier for me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you purchased any books or gone to no. like Barnes & Noble research? No. We well, you know there's a Barnes & Noble. I know. And they have a big computer science But section. I don't want to read any of those oh, books. Well, why? Reading's fun. Mm, sometimes. <laughs> Reading computer science, probably not so much. Yeah, pr- yeah, probably not so It's much. hard when I do it all day, too, because I hear about oh, it yeah. all day, right? I don't want to read yeah. it when I get home. Yeah. I want to read about, like, fucking murder mystery yeah. baseball novels. <laughs> 
which is is there a murder mystery baseball novel yeah dude my old teacher writes them fuck yeah that's yeah, awesome he has a pen name so he writes historical fiction as nick taylor which is his actual name okay cool. and then he writes <laughs> baseball murder mysteries <laughs> that's awesome under the name tt monday nice and it's like a serialized oh yeah mystery novel. very nice yeah it's very that's rad very entertaining i've started to get more into reading and also because i'm not in school and yeah. because i don't have to read for ch- i mean in all honesty the books that they had us read in my english class weren't that bad and my teacher was totally cool about it but it was just the it was still just the act of having to oh, yeah. you have to read all this and understand it in full by monday and that's not necessarily it, her fault it's just that's no the way she, that, she has to do that yeah that, that's 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 she her job to do that to it's you. just the way that the, the system works no she was awesome and she totally talked about it like okay so this guy was a dick and so what oh, yeah. we can learn from this is, and it was yep. yeah so it she was totally not like well he his character was not great she's like no he was a douchebag this yeah. is what you need to learn from this well, the thing and it was great it was awesome and <laughs> as somebody who got their undergraduate degree in english lit i think that the way that lit is taught a lot of time is really stupid oh I think because I it's like it's you. supposed to teach you to understand like something about your self right Absolutely. like everything you read should kind of inform you about yourself and yeah like your society and all that kind of stuff but then it's like, okay, well, read this, and you're going to get tested on some very basic, stupid aspect of it, right? Yeah. So it's like it takes the, the fun out of it. Lit classes should teach you to appreciate reading. They shouldn't teach Absolutely. you to, like... Oh, my God, 100%. Yeah, so it, it, like... And when I was teaching composition, we weren't allowed to, like, really go into lit stuff because they needed to learn, like, the basic mechanics of how to make a sentence. And the structure right. and all that stuff. But it's like... The reason why I know how to write a sentence is I read a lot of good books that had a yeah. lot of very well-written sentences in them, and then I just copied those sentences, like the structure and shit, yeah. for myself. Kind of right? like, yeah, kind of like when you're learning vocabulary in school, and they're like, okay, here's all these words. In order to learn the spelling, write them a number of times. Yeah. In yeah. order to learn the definition, copy the definition three times. Yeah, and yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like telling someone to learn how to play an instrument, but then you don't give them any good music to listen to. Exactly. So it's like, okay... I know I pull the string, a sound comes out, right? But, like, what now, the fuck? That was really cool with, like, um, like reading about um, Slash. He said that he learned guitar. Um, he learned just by picking up and just kind of strumming along. But then he went to a teacher, didn't like it for a while, but he learned and got all of the chords and all that. Or, like, not the chords, but, like, the scales and all that, major and minor scales. Right. Nailed into him. And then he just kept listening to music, and he said he would just listen to songs over and over and over again. Then he tried to replicate them, got them, and then said, okay, now I know what this can do. Now I yeah. can make my own voice. Yeah, exactly. And then he bought a fucking top hat. Yep. And then... I wonder if he had the top hat the whole time. I, I read th- the, I read this in the in the book. It was in the book. Um, did the top hat come before the music or did it come after? Maybe. Came, it came after. It came right before the album. Okay. Because it was something a friend had given to him or something like that at a party. I forget exactly what it was, but it, this was in the book. God damn it. I remember I it. I like to picture Slash like the little baby New Year from the Christmas <laughs> yeah. specials with, with the, the fucking big hat, ass on. hat on when he's yeah. a baby. No, he had really long, like with this hat off, like he has like really big, curly, poofy hair. And, um, the top hat came and the nickname came, nickname came when he was 
an adult, and it was like it was before Guns and Roses. Oh, see, I thought it was his birth name. No, oh, yeah. Slash. No. McGee. McGee. Is that it? That's not his name. <laughs> no, that is oh, not his name. I learned um, wrong. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Fucking slash. I forget what it was that he. I forget. I think it was because the nickname came because he was always like running around all the time. He was very kind of like going like just. Slashing people? Slashing people, yes. Zigzagging around, <laughs> couldn't really focus, couldn't do this stuff, yeah. It was, I'm butchering the, what whatever it was, but, um, yeah, that's what you learn from music biographies. Um, I don't like Guns N' Roses at all. No? No. Do not you? a fan? I do, I do like them. I don't listen, they're not a band that I'm like, I'm gonna go listen to this all the time, but I, um, my parents listened to, my parents had Appetite for Destruction when I was a kid, so right. I was kind of like, what's this? And then I like I love his guitar. I think his guitar is awesome, and I've seen him a number of times. But um, I just don't like Axl Rose. To oh, be completely honest, his oh, voice is fucking horrible. A lot of people, Axl Rose is very acquired in that sense. But what's interesting is that so I read his book, um, or Slash's book, um, whatever biography, and this was pre Guns N' Roses reunion. When they were like, it's never going to happen. And then it's like, hey, look what happened. Um, like My Chemical Romance? Or like the opposite of My Chemical Romance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another band that I hate. Oh, you hate them? I oh, do. they're my favorite bands. I hate them. They're my favorite band of all time. I can't fucking stand them, dude. Damn it. I don't know. There's a lot of bands that people really like that I'm just oh, like... see, I grew up on fuck. that. That's They're my favorite band. They're the one I'm like eagerly awaiting the reunion well for. for your sake i hope it happens <laughs> well thank you i hope i'm far far away from here <laughs> oh my god um i don't care if people hate him it's like okay cool That's i bet fine. you that the one song i like by them is probably one of the ones that you don't care for which one teenagers no, I like Teenagers. Okay. Yeah, it's a good song. See, I feel like that's one of those songs that, like... And that one started off as a joke. That one came out after their later, you know, their, <laughs> that was later. They had the earlier stuff that was a lot more real, and then they had this fucking song about teenagers that was just, like, for the radio and shit. Like, I feel like a lot of people well, so what are was, that way about What was song. really funny was, um, there was a thing when that album came out. There was a, um, when the Black Parade came out, there was a, they released the radio single for Welcome to the Black Parade, and then there was, like, a 35-minute track by track with all the members talking about here's how this song came about this is where it came in here's what inspired it blah 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 so you got to teenagers and teenagers started off as a joke um and it was he was writing lyrics just kind of like i mean he he writes all the time because he writes comic books and all that stuff so he was he just like he writes whenever he can so he said we were recording in new york and i would have to take the subway in from queens but it was right around the time school let out and I would get really anxious because just of the way, not that they would react to him or anything like that, but just right. he would watch teenagers in the way that they would react. And so he started to write a song about it. And then this riff that one of them started to come up with was like T-Rex, like this old school. And they were, and the other guys came in and they're like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. Let's just jam it. No, let's just nice. have fun. They came in up with it and he's like, okay, so this will be this track on the album. And I think Frank was like, wait, what? You're serious? We're going to put this on the record. Oh, 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 I don't know. It doesn't sound bad, but it's okay. I just didn't expect that at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like, I think that's <laughs> it's why the it's outlier. Probably, it doesn't sound anything like them. That's probably why it's so good, dude. Because they're just having fun when they oh, yeah. fucking did it. Oh, see, I love the, I love goth shit. Like, I love all of that. Not that they were gothic, but I like, I like the darker stuff in music that was kind of like pre me discovering heavy metal. I got you. <laughs> and what real. Everybody, all was. my friends liked them in high school and stuff. 
the girl I was dating and like, I never loved them. Of it. And I was just like, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. That was one of and the first. Fun. That was like one of the first things. Like you know how there'll be everybody kind of has their first thing where everybody really likes it, and you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, and like because like when you're a little kid. People would be like, "Oh, I really like this," and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, me too." Even yeah. if you fucking didn't, right? Exactly. Yeah. But then with that, I was just—I think that might have been like one of the first times I was like, "Why?" Yeah. Why do you like it? Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody's got that one band, and it's one of those things where. So if I was a teenager, I would have been like, "No, well, you gotta like them because of this, and because it's like because I wanted everybody to be like, yeah. I want you to understand this.' But now I'm just kind of at a point where it's like. That's fine. All right, I don't fucking care. That doesn't change my like of it. But no, uh, so honestly, that like for me was um, like that reaction of I don't get it. What's going on? Was the way I got with Brand New. Um, okay. I never got like I'm okay see, with I them love now. Brand New. See, yeah, yeah. See, a lot of people did, and everybody was like, "This is the greatest band of all time." And I'm just sitting there, kind of like, "What?" <laughs> like I, like I, I, just, I just didn't get it. I don't fucking get it. But at the same time. Clearly, they're doing pretty well for themselves. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that was a, it was a different kind of music, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Back then, it oh, was like yeah. unusual. Oh, it was totally but. different, and it was weird for a bit. And I respect them because of the fact that they could go and make an album like your favorite rep. Yeah, excuse me, your favorite weapon, and then go and make Deja. Yeah. And have it sound completely different and yep. do even better Dude, it, than I mean, the last record. And then do even better than that with a total other 180. Yeah, they just kept changing their shit up. Yeah, I like that. I respect that. It was weird, man. The first time I heard, like, metal music, I remember I used to hang out with these dudes, like, Philip, Kevin, and Justin. Yeah. And they all used to listen to, like, a bunch of, like, really heavy shit. And I never really heard it, but I just heard them talk about it. So finally, and I used to listen to, like, pretty, like, poppy stuff. Cool. And I was like, Philip, give me, like two bands that I should get CDs for. And he told me to get Norma Jean and the Chariot. <laughs> yes. So I, I asked my dad oh, to Jesus. take me I asked my dad to say, take me to Best Buy. Yep. And I bought both of them at Best Buy, which is funny that they even had those Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I remember I came home and I had this like CD player that my grandma had bought me that was shaped like a jukebox and like the lights would come on. Nice. And I put it in there, the Norma Jean, and I like turned it up all the way, and I just like sat in my room, and I listened to <laughs> "Bless the Martyr" and "Kiss the Child." Oh my god! That's funny that that was at Best Buy. And I was wow. Like, and it like, I was just like, holy shit! It's like I fucking like this. Yeah. Which he... is weird because like you either are gonna like it or not, right? Like if if someone told you, oh yeah, you should like this, you and you listen to it, you're not gonna be like. I really like that. If you don't like it, because oh, it's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, and it was like scary. You know what I mean? It was like, oh it, yeah, oh, it was trippy. Dude. That's a dark album. Yeah, that is freak, such a like, dark album. It like freaked me out, but then like, it changed my life, dude. Yeah, that that CD specifically. Nice, was, like fucking. No, that's a great record. Weird um, man. That's a great record. It's um, the first time I ever heard Norma Jean was, it was on the Warped Tour compilation, and it was. Uh, I forget the name of I forget the name of the song. It was on the one. Um, it was on the album with the drawing of the girl getting her hair plucked out with the raven on it. I think it was like I'm. Oh, I'm butchering this so badly. Mm. Um, it's probably to the internet. It's probably on my. It phone. might be. Um, I know exactly what 
um, I know exactly what the album was, but yeah, it was one of those, um, it was one of those. Norma Jean, to the internet. Let's see what we Could get. Be, it might actually be on my shelf. Oh, CDs. maybe so. Probably not. These are all mixed up. Holy shit. Actually, this is the Warped Tour CD I heard it on. Blueprints for Future Homes. There you go. <laughs> I just want to remember the album name. That was the exact, yeah, that was the exact Warped Tour CD that I heard it on. That's funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so it was um, Redeemer. Redeemer. That was the name yep. of the album. Yep. Yes. Redeemer was a great record. Um, and I that was the first time I'd ever heard it, but that was... Um, I don't think anyone ever told me to go and listen to music, I think, except like the My Chem thing. I think yeah. I was just kind of like, do that. And then I fell down the rabbit hole of like every other band and yeah. alternative press. Dude, and... I used to just sit here on this exact computer and just go... Shows you how old this computer is. <laughs> this was in like probably 2004, 2005. Nice. And I'd sit on this computer and go on LimeWire <laughs> and just download did. everything that came up. Yeah. That was and a... I would just sit here and listen to shit all night. What I think was really cool that Apple Music did was that um, they, because I did the subscription, I do like the 999 thing, because it just it, it goes across all platforms, and I figured it would be easier. If I want a. <clears throat> If I want an album um, or like a discography, I just go and hit check, 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 and I get it, and I can just listen to it. Yeah. But back then, that like that wasn't even thinkable at no, that point. You had to like you had to go download it or you had to buy it and throw you, down seventy, eighty bucks you for had a whole to, discography. Oh yeah, dude, it was expensive. Music's still expensive. I like to buy actual CDs though. So do I. Because I like to support bands. Because now that I'm trying to like sell CDs, <laughs> I would like for people to purchase them. Oh yeah. Exactly. So I like I feel guilty now. Before yeah. I wasn't really like worried about it. Yeah, I always felt guilty. I always feel guilty. guilty about I always felt guilty if I couldn't listen to, and I still to an ex a certain extent feel guilty when I can't listen to like a full band's discography before I interview them. Yeah. Like I try to get in as many. It's hard though. Because man. I, yeah, it's you do really a lot of hard. Interviews too. Yeah. So that's the thing. So it's. A, Luckily, some of the interviews that I've had to do on the internet and um, that are either email interviews or some phone interviews that I'll write for features, a lot of them just have singles and just because yeah. they're still starting out. But if it's a band like, um, like um, not even a band, but an artist like Anthony Green, yeah. that's way harder to do. Yeah, well, because he has a bunch of solo shit. Solo like shit, he has Circus Drive, he has yeah. um, Pierce you probably heard all their shit anyway. Oh, yeah. So that was so, easy. That was yeah. super easy because I... And I went back and I listened to some of the older stuff that I hadn't yep. really listened to in a while, but I was just like, oh, yeah, this is... I Because I listened to that stuff all the time. Yeah, boy, and Dollface, dude. Oh, yeah. Best song they ever wrote. Oh, I love it. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I used to listen to it all the time. Oh, I love That was my favorite I love, song, dude. I love that album. I, I love... I will always be... Um, I will always be a little bit biased to them, and they... and um. At the same time, though, I don't, I don't care because I love them so oh, much. Dude, they're good, and they've they consistently top themselves every time they put out a record. And but, I know they work their asses off to do it. Oh, dude, it. for sure. The only thing that bugs me is like now if I go to one of their shows, it's like going to Backstreet Boys or something. Dude. It's the screaming is so it can be unreal. it can be intense, it's a lot. but at this it's a lot i know it's people a lot. i know people who won't go because of that reason it's a lot um, yeah i know people who will not go because it's too intense for them but <laughs> at the same time i stand there like a proud dad and i'm just like oh my god you guys did it you're so yeah. you're big and famous and whatever so i always i'm, I'm always super stoked on that i'm like you 
kids have fun. They'll <laughs> scream. They put on a fucking great show. Oh, though, they're man. awesome. They really they're do. so awesome. Um, yeah, no, so there was a tour. Um, I don't know if you remember this tour, but it was like navigating that crowd was fucking insane. It was the one that with all-time low? Yes. God damn it, dude. It was Pierce the Mail, all-time low, and the opener for Mayday Parade and Yumi at Six. Yeah. Dude, I used to really like all-time low, but seeing them live, like... I've heard kind of weird me out. Dude. I've heard some of this. Okay, so what was they say like creepy shit? That's what Blink said to like underage girls. Blink One Eighty Two did that. Yeah. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two always it, did that. Yeah, it's kind of weird, dude. It's yeah. like it's like they're all like fourteen and they're like throw your bras on stage. I'm like, uh, they don't. They actually. That's weird. Actually, they, <laughs> actually, they don't say that anymore. Um, Good. Because last time I saw them. When was the last time you saw them? Was that Pierce the Veil, oh, Wonder Years, Day to Remember. Oh, Jesus, they don't do that and anymore. And All Time Low. They do not that do like that anymore. was like two years ago. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. I yeah. hope not, dude. Because no, they... that was like, yeah. I didn't care for that. So the whole throw your bras on stage thing, that started, for, if I remember it correctly, that started, I don't think they even told people. People would just do it, and then it just kind of happened, and they were like, okay, we yeah. gotta deal with this. And so they made, the, they made fun of it. Like, there were times when he would, like, grab one... If they found like a really big one sitting on the stage, he would like yeah. put it over his head he and like, start he, playing. He's like, "Who's gonna come home with me tonight?" And all this yeah, kind of they stop. They like, stop saying that. Good, because yeah. that shit bothers me. Dude. Yeah, it's no, like, it, yeah, it, respectively. There's, yeah, there's, there's shit like when I go to shows, there's shit that bothers me, right? Yeah, and it's like that's one of those things that bugs me. Yeah, another one of those things that bugs me is like when people stop the show to talk about like their political or religious beliefs yeah, on stage, way. right now. Like, sometimes it's cool, right? Because, like, Devil Wars Prada, one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Right? When you go see Devil Wars Prada, they'll say something about the fact that they are religious. Right? Not anymore. But they'll say it for, like, 30 seconds or less, and Same then they'll with play Under it, Oath. Right? Yeah. Same with Under Oath. And they say stuff like, you know, we play for God or whatever. It's cool if you don't. doesn't matter. We're all here to have fun. They play a song. Yeah. Right? But then it's like, there's some bands you'll see... And they'll go on and on and on for like five, ten minutes. It's like, dude, I came to see you play. Yeah. Like I didn't come to see that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it does. It's not the place for it. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like, if you're headlining too, that's different, right? But yeah. like, I remember at I think BFD a few years ago, I saw some forty one, and they have like. When was that? This is like two thousand five. Okay, that's probably. And they one. have like. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, what? They have like twenty minute sets. Oh yeah, they and have it, like 20 30 minute sets and they have to stop immediately yeah, when they're done. Yeah, he was just fucking going on and on and on about, about politics. And oh, I was like, yeah. dude, stop. Oh. I literally yelled, "Play some fucking music." Oh, Jesus. And everyone else in the crowd was like, "Yeah." What was the beer <laughs> consumption rate at that moment during the day? I was I was in 2005, which is I think when it was. I was 16. Ah, well so then forgive me. Zero. <laughs> zero, fair enough. Um, I just, I only say that because it's like, I, I know people who would just kind of be like, play some music and they won't yell it. So oh, yeah. I like, I just know people who would never do it without well, a like, little bit of I had, courage. I had always wanted to see some 41. Oh yeah. And that was like the first time I got the chance and he wasn't playing. And I was just like, dude, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. Right. So it's like, I don't, I mean, I get people have like a, they're on stage. They have a microphone. Absolutely. It's a, it's a way to say something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're playing music, that is how you 
are saying things. That it already part. says it enough. Yeah, it's like, dude, like, say something quickly if you must. Yeah. And then get on with your shit. Exactly. Like, if you went to see fucking Hamilton and they stopped <laughs> talk doing the play to fucking talk to you for five minutes about, like, oh, well, you know, it's really blah, 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 blah. You'd be like, what the fuck? It's right? like you're already saying it in the yeah, song. It's yeah. the same thing. It's like. Exactly. I guess there's not, like, a plot to your set list necessarily. Exactly. Unless you're, like, Coheed and Cambria or something. But then, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, just chill out. Play your shit. Afterwards. Talk all you want. Oh, yeah. Ex- I, I agree. Um, no, what's really... What I've definitely noticed is that there are certain bands that have become aware of their audience. So, All Time Low, like, I've seen them several times over the past few years. I don't see them ever say that shit anymore, which That's is good. nice. And it's like, they That's totally good, became more... The funniest thing that they did, like, oh, they still do dick jokes and stuff like that. Well, that's different, though. It's like Blink-182. Yeah, they don't, like, te- they don't ever say, like, groovy shit or whatever. Yeah. And I noticed that they stopped that. And Good. what was really funny, though, is that sometimes, like, I think the big thing is that Titanic will come up in the conversation when they're talking, mm-hmm. and they'll stand, one of them will stand behind each other, and someone starts singing My Heart Will Go No, that's on. awesome. And it's really funny. It's, it's really fucking funny. Um, but, um... Like, the Devil Wars Prada, what's so interesting was that I saw them at Mayhem Fest, the last year they did Mayhem Fest, um, which was, that was last year, and they got main stage, and what I noticed was Was that, that that was a Slayer, King Diamond, and Hell Yeah, and they were right before all of them. I think I went the year before, when it was Slipknot's, or no, yeah, Slipknot, Slayer, Motorhead, Anthrax. Oh, that was two years before. Because two years the year, okay. be- the year before that was Avenged Sevenfold. Oh God, I hate them. Oh, you hate them? Yes. Oh God, we have so many differing <laughs> music tastes. I fucking hate them. Damn it! Why do you? I hate walked them? out of one of their shows one time. Oh no! It was so bad. What show? It was. They played with Head Automatica, and Coheed and Cambria. What the fuck show was that? It was like. In 2008. I don't care if it was shit. I would have just gone because to say I saw Avenged Sevenfold with Head Automatica. Yeah, no, it was Because cool, they never fucking play, ever. I left. Head Automatica opened, then Coheed played, and then Avenged Sevenfold played, and I left. And I will admit that later, at a different show, with like a Treyu, Bless the Fall, like a bunch of these dudes. Rockstar Taste the Chaos. Um, yeah, I stayed for Avenged Sevenfold. They were much better that time. Yeah. But That was the first time yeah. I ever saw them. And I was really doing They were good that night. But yeah. the, the time before that, I was like, I can't fucking Yeah, no, this. I understand. So the time I saw them, and I love, I'm huge on, I mean, as much as I love the music and I love the sound and what comes out of it, and I care as much about, like, obviously how good it sounds since it's music, I'm so huge on theatricality. And when okay, the curtain yeah. dropped on their stage, I was, on the the Mayhem Vest, I was yeah. like, oh my fucking God, this is awesome. Well, dude, like, I agree. I agree to an extent, right? Because yeah. like I don't like Slipknot, no. but I see them every time they come here. Yeah, because their shows are they put on a great. show. Yeah, their shows are fucking awesome. Yeah, but it's like I, if I try to listen to it like on my iPod or whatever, I'll yeah. be like, eh. see, I've always been someone who like whenever I listen to a song, I picture a show in my head, and I whether I'm in it, whether I am just watching the band, but it's like I've just always been very like a. ADD kind of won't focus on what's going on in front of me. And right. I'll just kind of trail off, and it's like, I can totally see this, and I can see this show in my head and all this other stuff. That's just, I guess, how I've always been in that sense. So I've always been able to listen to stuff like Slipknot or like Avenged Sevenfold. Like, when Avenged played, they played... 
because they were supporting the Hail to the King album, which was, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite record, but it, it was okay for what they were putting out. It was still fun to listen to in some parts, but there was a moment where the, so the curtain dropped and they had their setup and it was a giant um, skeleton dressed as a king and there was a giant fucking sword in the middle of the oh, stage sick. right behind the drummer and then fire shoots up like on the different like torches all around okay. the stage it's pretty sick. and it just burned and just stayed there while like this church bell rang and then they all walked out and started playing and then i mean they had all sorts of fire and pyrotechnics wow. and then the two there were these like windows next to the big throne that was there yeah that was with this thing that's just like peering down over the whole audience and it um they turned into video screens that went oh, along crazy. with each song and it was really cool and then they and they sounded they were very on point that night which Dude, was, that's nice. from where i was um but yeah, no, I don't understand. So what what was so bad about that show, though? I don't know, dude. It just didn't sound good. Like, oh. they just were not, like, playing in time. It was like... Yikes. His voice was, like, annoying. Yikes. It just... It wasn't good, dude. It, I've only walked out of two shows in my life. What was the other one? The other one was Panic at the Disco. Oh, man. It was right after... <laughs> it was right after that fucking album with Nine in the Afternoon came Pretty out. Pretty odd. And... Which tour? It was the, like guitar hero tour or some shit hold on right hold on which show did you go to the san jose state one <laughs> you saw me that night so they were not good in my opinion okay i th- loved everybody that's else. fair it wasn't my favorite show i loved everybody else but then they came on and i was like you're not the fucking beatles take your fucking little suit off get your fucking violin <laughs> bass out from and your, I under think, your chin i think they know that now and get the fuck out well, what bummed me out was, so the first time I ever saw them, which is why I was, like, so huge into them, and that's why I was, yeah. like, when I was a teenager, I was like, Mom, you have to come with me to come yeah. see this. Because my mom was is very different from other people, where it's, like, a lot of parents would be like, I don't want to go to a, a lot of rock shows. She's like, sure, what yeah. the hell is it? Let's go. I'll, I'll see it. Yeah. Um, like, she took me to see, like pre-hiatus fallout boy a lot when they were, oh, right. when they sounded like... When they were good? When they sounded like a punk, punk rock band. When they were like, good. I still like him. I still have love for him, even though the album. Some legends I'm told. <laughs> God, I can't. Even though it's not my favorite album, um, I wasn't. I wasn't huge on American Beauty, American Psycho. Uma Thurman. I like that song. Is one of the worst fucking songs ah, well, I've ever heard in my life, dude. See, I liked that one. The other ones I wasn't huge on. I liked Old Fallout Boy mm. a lot. Me too. I, I can't. I just, Me too. I just can't. Anyway. Um, I like how that totally went in different directions. Uma Thurman, <laughs> I gotta write this song. Is the worst fucking song. It's, okay, well there we go. I don't care for it. Well, that's okay. It is um, okay. Anyway, but what I do remember was so the first time I saw Panic was I. I mean, I loved. I mean, everybody loved a fever you can't sweat out for yep. the most part. And then they played a tour where I was like, I could see this as a huge production, and they fucking delivered when they played. Oh yeah. They, uh, when they played at San Jose, at, um, which is now the SAP Center, the mm-hmm. HP Pavilion at the time, because yeah. you're wearing the Sharks, San Jose Sharks hat, um, they, like, the first thing you saw when you walked in was the whole stage was a circus tent. Nice. Like, just while you're waiting for the openers. The openers were Cobra Starship and Jack's Mannequin. I saw Cobra a couple times. I like Cobra. I have a, I made a wallet out of pink duct tape. Okay. And it's signed by all of the Cobra Fuck yeah, that's people. awesome. Um... But they came out, they played the whole album straight through. I mean, that was the only material they had. Yeah. So they played the whole thing straight through, start to finish. And it was really cool that it's like, okay, you're not just going to play hits. You're going to play the whole thing straight yeah. through. Um, and then they played, I think they threw a couple covers in. I think it was like a Queen cover or a Beatles cover or something. Um, a Beatles cover. Yeah. 
Should have known. Oh, it was an known. indicator. It was an Should've indicator. Fucking known. Um, but they were all dressed like there was a curtain that parted. They were all dressed up like circus performers. They had vaudeville dancers that acted out all of the so songs. That's a good show. Their drummer was up on this like carousel podium, and then they had like a giant platform behind them that said. It was Panic of the Disco and letters, like, circus letters all lit up. Sick. And there was this weird, like, it was a painting that looked like a bunch of circus ring performers from, like, the 1800s, like, all staring in awe, like, what is this? Like, uh, it looked awesome, and it was so cool. And so I was like, Mom, you have to come see. Like, they were talking about, I wasn't huge on the album, but I was like, you know what? It's fine. They're going to play their old stuff. It's going to be fine. And they started playing, like, The Only Difference, and I'm like, this is it. And then it was this totally weird composition. And I'm like, yeah, they did shit. What the hell? Yeah, they did shit. They, they did like. And um, she was like, oh, it was okay. And I was like, no, this wasn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah, dude. I remember they did like a medley <laughs> of shit, right? They did and a medley of like, their old stuff. Yeah. And it, they played like all their old songs compacted into five minutes. Yeah. And that was all I wanted to hear. So I was like, fuck that. The first time I saw them was, I think, also BFD. Um, I remember when they, they were, played BFD. And they were like awesome. Like as awesome as you can be. When outside at Shoreline with shit audio. In your first year of touring. Yeah, but they were good, right? <laughs> yeah. But then it's just like, dude, I don't like, I don't like the feeling when a band, I don't like, I don't like when you can feel that a band thinks that it's gotten bigger than itself. Yeah, and they, they definitely they seemed felt to like know that. that. <laughs> right? And it was just like, dude, that's... No, I understand. Yeah, it's not fine. That album is <laughs> that album is so acquired. Like there, there are certain songs on it that I do love. Like I liked Nine in the Afternoon when it came out. I was like, it's different, but it's it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. I can go with it. And then the whole album came, and I'm like, well, it's boring. Okay, they weren't. It was like they the first album they had was so like weird and, and di- but like, different, original, right? And yet, and all then this is like aligned. this is like you're trying to sound like something else. Yeah, and, and that's and I think they realized that. Um, but what's cool is that I mean they're headlining arenas now, which yeah. is good. they're back in arenas now. It's which crazy, is awesome. dude. Well, Brendan Urie's back in arenas. He's it's the crazy. only original member. I don't know if I'd go see him, but I'm interested to see them in an arena now. They've they've gotten a thousand times, thousand times better. I haven't been to many arena shows, man. No. I mean, what do you okay? What do you consider an arena show? Is Shoreline considered an arena show? Sure. Okay, then I have been to a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> I I consider Shoreline. I mean, the term arena, I just use that to mean like over like 10,000 okay people. gotcha yeah so, i've like, been to plenty of those yeah so like kind of like um shoreline oracle sap center what's like what's give me like three concerts that you would have been to that i would not expect you have gone to that i would not have you would not have expected yeah. me to have gone yeah. to okay. give me like three taylor swift 1989 tour fucking jealous i got um a press ticket and you. I got a VIP ticket in this section. So we had our own private bar. It was fucking rad. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend hates me eternally for that one. Dude, she should. That's <laughs> um, let me think. Um, tours that I, you would not expect me to go to. Um, I think there was a rap tour that I photographed. I can't remember. Um, I would say Wiz Khalifa, but Wiz Khalifa played with Fall Out Boy, so that was, yeah, that's, that was where that tour came 50 out. Cent toured with Fall Out Boy, too. For I remember time. that, and it didn't yeah. work out very well, because he left after, like, two days, because yeah. he was so poorly received. Yeah. Um, I think I think now he could absolutely do it, but back then, when they were yeah. playing straight up, like, I was sad, because music. he dropped before I went, I had tickets, and he dropped before, and I was oh. like, fuck, dude. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, shit. 
I mean, what would you not expect me to go see? And I could probably name it off. I don't know. Because you know that I like Like, EDM. You know that I like rock. I'll give you an example for me. People are are very shocked when I tell them that I have seen Kenny Loggins. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. The danger zone, dude. The (laughs) fucking. He played so many songs that everybody knows. Oh, yeah. You don't know that it's him. It's great. Oh, yeah. That was fun, man. But it's like. I like those kind of weird shows that you don't really think are going to be like your thing. Oh, yeah. And they end up being hella good. Um, Kenny Loggins was one of those. I saw... No, that one doesn't count because I was a kid when I saw it. So, so any, what is it? Um, it was... <laughs> first concert I ever went to as a child was Smash Mouth. Okay. My first like, concert was Backstreet Boys. So. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, there's one. Backstreet Boys. I saw Backstreet Boys... On the new tour? On the new tour with Avril Lavigne. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Actually, it was, it was a lot of fun. Jesus. That, that, counts, as, fun. that counts as two. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Avril Lavigne can be the third. <laughs> I, I saw Avril Lavigne as a kid um, when I was on a quote-unquote date with the prettiest girl in my school. Nice. Um, it was... Oh, fuck. This is... Uh, the lineup on this is still awesome, and I love talking about this particular show. It was... We went, and we were, like... We were in fourth grade, and it was my parents took us and all this stuff like that. Because the only album out was complicated, and they played the shit out of it on like Nickelodeon yep. and Disney. Why do you have to go? Yeah, exactly. And so everybody thought my parents were like, "Oh yeah, she's good. We can go see it." And we did not expect what was going to happen. I just remember being focused on the person I was with, and then the show itself. Right. Um, but the openers were simple plan. Simple plan. Yep. Um, and Gob. Who yep. is Tom from Something 41's other bands? Yeah. Who I fucking love. Dude, yeah. So I love Gob. I remember I was in junior high and my friend went to see that show. Yeah. And she brought back a Simple Plan CD and she let me borrow <laughs> it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. Yeah. They're, they're okay still. I like them. Their new stuff isn't that bad, actually. Yeah. They're, it's yeah. not like my favorite, but. <laughs> I like them. Um, oh, and okay, so then I got, I got a third one, even though you said that I already counted. I went to the 99.7 show. I photographed it, but I wanted to go because I wanted to also see the artist. It was a pop show with Five Seconds of Summer. Okay. The only time I've ever photographed them. And I really like them. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I think they're a good pop rock band. Um, I saw them, and it was Demi Lovato, Jesse J, Nick Jonas, who was doing his solo stuff. And then two other performers. I can't remember who. Not bad. So it was fun. It not was bad. a really fun not show, bad. and it was well run, which was really nice. Um, and it was not a pain in the ass to shoot or anything like that. I met Pete once backstage, who was there. Oh, nice. And I was kind of totally thrown off, but that was oh, fucking no. <laughs> awesome. Sick. Um, Sick. And I was totally calm. Like I saw him standing in the corner talking to someone. I think one of the DJs, and I was just like, it within like an eighth of a second, it went from. Who's that? No way. That him? No, it can't be. Oh my god. Okay, put your camera away, idiot. Go and talk to him. You're <laughs> never gonna get this chance again. Go! Nice. And so I put my camera away to show that I was not like gonna be like a total like, hey, can I take photos of you? I was gonna be like, yeah. and I knew full, full who, who he was. I was like, are you Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy? He's like, yeah. And he was super nice, nice. and really, really cool. Nice. Um, and we talked for a minute. Um, and I got a photo with him, and he was sick, he was dude. so rad. And I got it before all of the other photographers came oh, in from the pit. So, so it's kinda he like, wasn't like yes! sick of it yet? Yeah. So we, they, yeah. We saw Patrick Stump at Disneyland one time. Oh, that's so cool. And we were just like, hey, Patrick. And we just <laughs> kept walking away. Because like, I don't like to bug people, but I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, that's, I know who that is. Yeah. And it's just like, 
What's up, bro? Generally, I would even, no matter how much I, like, gush about a certain musician where I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking love them or whatever it is. Like, yeah. I, like I how I love, like, the My Chemical Romance yeah. guys or whatever. If I ran into any of them, like, I wouldn't be, like, as much as I'm like, oh, my God, I love you guys. I would just be like, yeah. hey, just wanted to say you're my favorite band. I love your music and have a good day. That's, That's it. Dude, I freaked out because I saw Simon Pegg at the airport when I was going <laughs> That's fucking rad. And I was like, I stopped, like, near him to like just be like but and i was gonna like say something but i was just like yeah it's better to just leave him alone yeah but it was like dude what the fuck that's like yeah. so crazy i um like even even if i met like chris harvick or something like that i would still i would be pretty chill like i would just be like hey i just i know you've got a limited amount of time because oh, I, yeah. I imagine i'd be just running around and saying i was like i know you've got a limited amount of time just want to say you changed my life in a big way. You're oh, yeah. awesome. Thank you for everything. My and... friend saw him at Disneyland. Oh, that's awesome. And she was like, hey, Chris Hardwick. And he was like, oh, hi. <laughs> like, they were like, she didn't stop. They were both, like, walking in opposite directions. But apparently he, like, turned around and he was just like, oh, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, I've, I've heard good things. He's thing. supposed I, to be a friendly dude. I Oh, I've heard nothing but awesome things. I saw him. Um, I've seen him twice. And I saw him in San Jose. Oh, at um, the California Theater? At the California Theater. Yeah. And I had the balls to stand up and do a quiment at his show. Nice. Um, and my mom was sitting with me. Who My mom loves his stuff, too. And was like, oh, my God, he's hilarious. I'll go anytime he's here. And so I stood up, and um, he was like, yeah. And I was like, me? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I told him basically, like, how much all of his work changed me. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Thank you. And he was he seemed really he's very taken, a, taken aback by so, it. And I was like, you know what? That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I had to give up Nerdist Podcast tickets um, when they were in San Francisco. Damn. Um, Why did you give them up? I had to give them up because, and I am i don't regret it, because I know that they'll be back next well, year. Well, you should. Oh. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I guess I can enjoy my burrito. I just turned into a huge dickhead. I guess, can, I, guess I can enjoy my burrito. Um, anyway. We'll, we'll wrap this up. Anyway. Um, no, we're, we're good, but. Okay, cool. Um, but um, I had to give it up because it was the one... I got booked to do a DJ gig, but it was like a, a gig at my school, and it was in front of about a thousand people. Oh yeah. And I had to take it, and yeah. so I was like, you know what? They'll be back. And yep. I they they weren't back this year because he was taping his stand up special in SF. Right. And you're contractually obligated if you're a performer that you can't perform in the area within thirty days of um, SF Sketchfest. Right. So they couldn't come, and yeah. they couldn't do it. Um, but they're I guarantee they're gonna come back this year. Yeah, for um, sure. Because they do it every year. Um, but I don't regret it because, I mean, there also wasn't, like, a, a big surprise guest or anything, which doesn't right. always make it. I would fucking just love it if it was just the three of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Chatting. But still, the, um, the guests are nice. The guests nice can always touch. add to it. Like, I've, I've even thought of, like, if I can't get tickets to San Diego Comic-Con, just trying to go and get tickets to the tapings because yeah. they're Dude, there's so much stuff going the on around oh, Comic-Con yeah. that's worth going to. Yeah. And I figured I would just rather go to that because it's like, yeah, the tickets will be cheap other than the convenience fee and I can go to both shows or yeah. whatever. And my girlfriend told me, she's like, yeah, I'm down to go. So. Do it, dude. Yeah. The only thing that sucks is hotels are expensive. Oh, that's what I've heard. It's cool. I went to Comic-Con in like I was 2007. Yeah. I went in 2007 and then we did WonderCon for a while after that when so it was in San Francisco. How but. is WonderCon? Because what? I've always, there's so many conventions. I went to... The Silicon Valley one, and I was kind oh, yeah. of very underwhelmed. But that's the first one. Yeah, it'll get better. But yeah. WonderCon, I haven't been since they moved it to Anaheim. But when it was in San Francisco, it was sick because it was like 
close enough in the year to Comic-Con that a lot of people didn't go to both. Nice. And so you didn't get like a lot of the big um, movie announcements. Yeah. But you would get a lot of TV stuff. Nice. Which was neat. Um, and the panels, generally speaking, were smaller and kind of easier to get into. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my kind of favorite memory from WonderCon was I got to go to this panel where it was like, this cartoon that the creator of Arrested Development was making. Oh, nice. The cartoon tanked. It sucked. Yeah. But he was making this cartoon with, um, so his name is, I forget. Mitch Horowitz. Mitch Horowitz, yeah. Um, and he was making a show with Kenan Thompson, Henry Winkler, um, what the fuck, Job from Arrested Development. What the hell is oh, his name? Oh, um, uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, and a couple of other guys. And so what show is this? It was terrible. It, oh, was, it bombed. But, that's such a shame. But like, we got to sit in like the third row for this panel, right? And afterwards, like, I met Henry Winkler. I met fucking Job. I have a picture with Keenan Thompson. And then I that's stood awesome. and talked to Mitch Hurwitz for like 15 minutes. That's so rad. Yeah, like after the thing was over, I kind of waited around because like Arrested <laughs> Development was one of the things that made me want to like write for TV and shit. Oh, right? it's it's hilarious. And so like. I stood and talked to him for like 15 minutes and he was very like generous with his time and like very encouraging and shit like that. It was awesome, dude. That's so fantastic. It's cool because you get, you don't really get interactions like that at Comic-Con yeah. because it's way too crazy. Yeah. But Comic-Con was the first time I saw Kevin Smith. <laughs> and since then, dude, that guy's my fucking idol. I love Kevin Smith. I was walking Kevin Smith's awesome. Dude, I was walking down the street the other night in a shark's jersey and a backwards hat like this and someone was like, sup Kevin Smith? <laughs> and you're kind of like, Okay, like, cool. I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> and he started laughing his ass off because I just like leaned into it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw him do the Yoga Hosers premiere. Uh, oh, did you go? Yeah, it caught Nice. And then I saw him last year do Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and then his private Q&A afterwards. Oh, I wish I um, went. I, yeah, I dude, really wish I went. He's th fucking hilarious. There's so dude. many podcast tapings that come through here, like more than I thought. Yeah, a lot. At yeah. the improv even. At the improv, yeah. I recorded because I had Greg Proops on, so I went to his podcast. Which taping. is awesome. Yeah, that was. Way. I was so nervous about that show. Dude, I would have been fucking freaked out. I was so nervous. He was so sweet, and he was really nice. And he invited me to the show, and I was like, "Yeah, nice." That was awesome. Um, and he was really funny. Um, but like, um, I know that Doug Benson has done four twenty. Um, yep. D uh, the Doug Loves movies at four twenty. Right. And then he's done getting Doug with high. Getting Doug with high. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian Posehn did his, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I totally, I missed that. I, I wanted met him to go. At Comic Con. <laughs> I yeah. haven't met him, but I, um, when he was at the Rock Bar Theater, um, mm -hmm. that one time I know uh, Richard and Jimmy who were there, and they you told took me pictures, right? I took pictures yeah. of Brian Posehn's show, and he was hilarious. My buddy, I guess, went to see him at the Improv. And after it was like, hey, we got some weed. Do you want to smoke with us? And he was, like, he was like, sure. So they all just like smoked weed That's together awesome. at the improv, That's so which is awesome. weird. But That's yeah, so dude, rad. When I met him, it was funny because like, you know, he writes Deadpool and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's like, goes to the comic cons, but he doesn't really do like panels. He just kind of like wanders around like a dude. And I like saw him in like the far corner of the convention hall, like digging through like dollar bins of comic books. And I was like, hey, man. Can I take a picture with you? And he's like, I, I don't really see why you'd want to, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's great. And then he just like stood there. He's like, all right, here we go. That's funny. It was like before he was on Sarah Silverman or any of that shit. Okay, right? cool. So it was like a long, long time ago. Yeah. But 
<laughs> I guess. That's <laughs> so rad. That's funny, that's funny. Was, oh, he's he's super funny. funny. I really like his work. I like um there's a couple of other podcasts. I really wanna do um eventually with this show, I wanna do like movie interruptions. Like I wanna oh, yeah. find like even if they're good movies, I wanna like good movies or bad movies, but I really, really, really wanna do a movie interruption. Troll two, man. <laughs> Troll two. For Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. I really Dude. wanna do one. Because it's like the other day, yeah. I want, you, I would love for you to come and do it. Hilarious. I want dude. you, and I want to get like at least one other person to come and do it. But I think it would be hilarious because I watched, like, because I loved the shit out of that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, it's because, a bad movie. Though. Oh, it's a horrible movie. I loved it when I was a kid, and I was kind of like, because I, because that was who it was marketed for. It got yeah. a PG thirteen rating, but because it was on TV all the time, yep. my parents let me watch it because it was yep. whatever bad language or whatever was in it which even wasn't that bad they allowed on because probably just said damn yeah they probably said damn and i think it was just because it was violence and it was somebody it was a little bit more violent than what was and the um mpa was different around that when's the last time you watched it so i watched it at the beginning of this year okay because i found it because i went even if it even though it was shitty i got i was kind of like you know what i'm found like the the four for ten DVDs of right. Mass Speed, and so I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna get the original four movies, and so I'm Dude. like, I watch them, and I'm like, this can't be that bad, and I'm sitting there, oh my it's god, this good. is so fucking bad. Fucking dude, I, I sing, sing. Batman sing. Forever, dude. Is that the one with fucking uh, Mister Freeze and all that shit? No, that's Batman and Robin. That's Batman and Robin. That's okay. Batman. And Robin. Dude, Batman Forever fuck. is the one with Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face and right. Jesus the Riddler. Christ. Jim Carrey did a great Riddler. Yeah, I will did. give him that. He did. But the movie was just no, too campy. No, well, dude, but that's how superhero stuff used to be, right? Yeah, so and so that was acceptable at that yeah. time. And then you just watch. I, I'm sorry, I lost it, and I totally lost it at this movie when the in Batman and Robin when Poison Ivy cast the spell on them, and that's they're really both bad. and they're trying to like both they're at the charity auction, so they're trying to like bid on a date for her, and yep. they're all both going higher. It's like ten. It's like ten thousand, eleven thousand, twelve thousand. You don't have that money hundred thousand dollars and it's like how are you gonna pay and then he pulls out the bat credit card yep. presented by mastercard yep. on the middle of the screen and i'm just like oh the my only god thing that would have been better is if it was discover card oh my god that's the only thing that it could have been funny. i could be off that would be the only thing that made it i could funnier. be off it was fucking hilarious Dude, I, i'm down to watch all of those movies okay let's do it you know what you gotta watch and if you want to do one for like an obscure movie yeah let's do it orca you ever seen orca i've heard of it it's like jaws but with an orca. But it's a killer whale. It came out like the year after Jaws. And so it's like a horrible like attempt by a different studio to compete with Jaws. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm I, I'm so down. We I want to find yeah. Dude, it's so good. Oh, I want to find it. It's oh, so yeah. terrible. Oh yeah. I, I, t- I totally want to do this. I want to do it for um I mean there's all the classic bad movies like Mac and Me. There's um I'm trying to think of some of the other Troll ones. Troll two, man. Troll gotta Troll watch two? Troll Two. Troll Two? Okay. It's not associated with Troll One in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is not a sequel to Troll. I remember there was a. I remember there was a movie, um, called Cube, that was. It was some sci-fi movie. I forget. I don't what it remember was. that movie. It was. It was a movie called Cube, and it was something like that where it was like it was kind of a weird twist movie, and it was like my friend said, yeah, it was awesome. He said it was. A, it was in high school, and he was like, yeah, it's really good. It was. It wasn't. He said it wasn't like a terrible movie, but it was it was campy, but it was it was it was really great. Like it was for the budget that they had and for what it was, it was a bad it was a good story. And then he it's told a good, me good bad movie. It was like it's like kinda like a good bad movie. And so then I said, 
So what's... Uh, see, there's a sequel. It's called Hypercube. He's like, fuck Hypercube. That was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And so I was like, That's all right, so we got to watch it. Dude, have you seen... Um, <laughs> Have you seen Return to Oz? No, I have not seen Return to Oz yet, and Dude, I want to see it because I know how fucked up it is. That movie is fucked up. Yeah, because Feruza Balk is in it, right? It As, is weird, yeah. dude. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah. There's I, a little clock man, there's a talking chicken. It's just like I've heard lots of weird dude, shit about that. Oh my god, you got to watch that fucking movie. Oh, we got to make a list. We got to totally nope, make a list of movies. Yeah, let's list. just and let's get um and we'll just get some people and we'll watch it. We'll make I a think. fucked up list. Oh yeah, fucked up. All right, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like there's other um pretty much any Friday the Thirteenth sequel. Yep. Um, terrible. Any all of them are terrible. I've I've tried so hard and I've not found one that was good. No. Um, I like the first one. I really do like the first one. Um. And then, I'm trying to think what else. I wish the reboot was a little bit better, but it actually wasn't that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was be. okay. It was, it was, it's, yeah, that's the it thing. Was, it, was, it, was it was okay. okay. It was okay. It didn't, like, exceed expectations, but. It doesn't need to be fucking rebooted, though. I, I know. Reboots, it was just like. Oh, but they're making. Some, sometimes, they're... okay, whatever. Sometimes, most of the time, terrible. They are. Very rarely great. They're rebooting it, though, again. Par- of course they are. Be- they they've been in negotiations for years uh, to get the rights back from, oh, from yeah. Paramount. Of course they and are. And so they finally. Here's the thing though. It's going to be the thirteenth because it's the thirteenth time they've ever put it on screen. So hopefully it'll be actually be bigger. Maybe. maybe. So I hope so. Um, <laughs> I know that maybe. they're rebooting. Well, actually not rebooting. They're actually continuing it. They're not even rebooting it because John Carpenter is taking it on and he's making right. the next Halloween sequel. Um, okay. So it's not the Rob Zombie universe, which was did you see any of the rob zombie movies okay so i will say this they were dark as shit they were super super dark like i was like i felt really depressed after the second one finished i was like (laughs) jesus oh my god this is this like took (laughs) did not go the way that i thought this was going to um the first one was actually really good and it was super gritty and scary and i liked that the second one was the second one was okay, but it was just way too dark for me, which I've never said about a movie before. Yeah. Um, I could have also been really depressed at the time, so that could have played Watch Antichrist. Antichrist? There's a dark movie for you. Okay. Jesus okay, I mean, it just sounds like it's dark. It's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, well, say no more. <laughs> I won't. You need to see it for yourself. <laughs> what are some great horror movies that you like? Dude, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge horror person okay. because I'm a pussy. Oh, fair enough. But, um, <laughs> what... <laughs> I was too, and there's some sick sadistic part of me that's like, this is horrible! Keep watching! It's my favorite, <laughs> so my favorite horror movie probably ever is Signs. Oh, fuck yeah, that's, that's like a great the best movie. Fucking movie! But I love aliens and shit. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love the stuff too. Same vein, Fourth Kind, also very good. Still have not seen the Fourth Kind. Um, and then The Conjuring was fucking terrifying. I liked. Um, yeah, fuck that movie, dude. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I liked, um, I haven't seen the second one yet. I liked Sinister. The second one was terrible. Oh, I love Sinister. Sinister was cool. Sinister scared the shit out um, of me. It's funny, dude, because most of the time when I see horror movies, I like them. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't like being, like, scared. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. It's weird. I Sinister is the only movie that truly, I mean, actually, other than The Conjuring. Conjuring 2 actually was fucking yeah. scary to me. Um, and then I know some people who are like, that was Yeah, shit. I never, I didn't get to see it, dude. I saw the first one. I remember 
I watched it with a bunch of people, and then we all came back here to watch Disney movies afterwards yeah. because we were so scared we yeah. couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, that's I didn't sleep for probably like three days after I saw it. Now, see, I saw... Uh, I thought The Conjuring 2 was actually scarier than the first one. That's just me. Um, I know a lot of people will disagree with probably that. I shouldn't see it. Um, that's Then again, I could hype it up, and then you could be like, well, fuck this. Um, <laughs> um, but I did in my to my credit see it at 9 40 at night yeah that's a mistake by myself you should watch them in the morning in a nearly empty theater watch them in the morning in a brightly lit house yeah that's when you gotta watch horror movies yeah. that's why honestly that's why i don't see many because i'm like i'll watch it but i gotta go like in the morning so yeah i have all day to forget about it and everyone's like i want to see it at night it's scarier and it's like yeah that's exactly why i want to watch it in the fucking morning i saw insidious did you see the insidious movies no okay don't don't watch the insidious movies no i don't pl- i don't plan to dude I, honestly the scariest movie i ever watched i was a little kid i don't even know what the fuck the movie was um maybe you'll know when maybe I describe maybe There's, i only remember i vaguely remember the plot and i remember one specific scene and i remember my babysitter making me watch it with her and then put that's me horrible yeah um, jesus christ yeah she was my neighbor her name was veronica she sucked assholes um <laughs> But it's like these kids had these powers to like basically mentally convince people to do shit. Okay, so like the scene I remember is like there's this little boy and he's like in a high chair and he like his mom is like boiling water and he like wills her to like put her hand into the boiling pot and just like leave it there. And she's just like screaming like fucking crazy. Was it? I don't was, know what it was called, but that scene. Was I, it a scene where they were, or not that scene, but in particular, but were they like kind of in a farm town? Kind yeah. Of Children of the Corn. Is it what it is? That's Children of the Corn. Because it scared I the think. shit out of me, dude. I will find out. Like I can, it I can fucking, actually find that out right it now. I'm not terrified gonna, me. Dude, I'm not gonna because... look up a scene, but I can, I can probably. Well, no, find if you, out. if you, if you found out if it was the scene with the kid with the hand in the pot. I've Googled it. Like, what's what's the movie where the kid makes the mom put her hand in the fucking boiling water? I can water find this out right now. And it hasn't come up. So um, I could probably see Children of the Corn. And um, that's the one movie I haven't watched, but the only movie I can think of that has something like that. See, that's like what that. I thought it was going to be, but I wasn't sure. That's like the one that I was like, you know what? It was probably that, but I don't know. Children of the Corn, that was a, uh, let me see, 1984 film. Because um, it was probably... Older film plots, in particular, uh, to all the children. It's all about the boi- that boiling water scene, dude. Oh, yeah. It's like all of this stuff sounds... So actually, let me... I'm not going to go to Wikipedia. I'm going to go to Google and type Children of the Corn Boiling Water and see what that brings up. Children of the Corn Boiling Water scene <laughs> and see what Google brings up for me. Dude, if you find this, I'm going to be so happy right now. It's like literally been my whole life. I've been curious what this movie was. Wait. Oh, no. I don't think it was Children of the Corn. I think it was Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I think it was Sleepaway Camp. Or is it... No. I think I think I might have just found it. What was it? Village of the Damned. Let's see. Okay. Village of the Damned Boiling water Dude, scene. if you find this it's gonna freak me out I'm not, I'm not, i won't play it for you i, well, I kind of want to see it again <laughs> it was probably hella cheesy like looking back on it dude oh okay okay i'm not gonna show you the film but was this the screenshot 
Yep. Yeah. That's it, dude. Village of the Damned. We found Fuck. it. Fuck. So that's that's in 1995. That's 1995 exactly, movie. That's like exactly right because I would have been. Thanks, internet. I would have been six. Yeah. So that's yeah. Damn. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Uncovering we found repressed out, we found, memories. We found something today. We found something today. We have accomplished something. Yay. Wow, we're almost at like an hour and a half. Fuck yeah, this is going to be awesome. Um, but yeah. So so you're doing to shift gears for a second. Yeah, let's um, shift away from the thing that terrified me. <laughs> scarred me for life to something else that's probably hopefully somewhat lighter. So you're doing the lit reading tonight. Um, are you able to talk about what your story's about? Uh, yeah, I can tell you what it's about. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Because I unfortunately won't be able to go. I wanted to. Well, um, here's the thing. You're not going to miss much. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm reading at, um, of the Lit Crawl event. Yeah. At some kind of like pottery store, I yeah. think it is. Um, not Pottery Barn. <laughs> pottery and, Barn? Uh, no. And, uh, I'm reading actually with the guy who wrote those baseball books I told you oh, about. Oh, sick. That's awesome. Um, and a couple other people. From a story that was published in Read Magazine okay. recently, issue number 69. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so the story is about, it's called Posthumous. Cool. It's about, uh, it's like in the very... So it's about stuff that comes before. No. <laughs> Posthumous is, uh, I don't even remember what the word means. It's about death. Yeah. I think it's things that happen after death or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. So really, it does. The name doesn't make sense for the story <laughs> at all. Um, but anyway, it's like I'm describing it really poorly. It takes place just slightly into the future. Okay. So it's like futuristic, but not. But only maybe like thirty years. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's okay. not like fucking Blade Runner or some crazy shit. Gotcha. And um, so basically, this guy is walking down the street with his daughter. And she's like seven. Yeah. And she's about to turn eight. And they walk past this party store and they see these things in the window that are like, you know, like the little donkey shaped pinatas. Yeah. 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 So they're like those, but they're like moving and shit. And so they like go in to look at them and it's this new thing called a pinato. A pinato. Which is like an automated pinata. So instead of having like a rope, right, it like runs around and shit. So, like, the kids will chase it. Gotcha. So, it, like, you have to get it ahead of time, and you have to, like, feed it candy for, like, two weeks, and then when that's, like, the candy that'll come out, right? Yeah. So, you just feed it, like, whole wrapped candy. Okay. And it'll basically just, like, suck it up, and, like, that's how it gets gotcha. the candy in it, right? And so, it's, like, this dude buys it for his daughter, but it, like, freaks him out. He's not, like, he's, obviously, he's in the future, right? But it's, for him, it's, like, normal. It's not like he traveled there. But yeah. he's, like, not super into technology, and, like, his wife really is and stuff, right? Yeah. And for his daughter, it's just, like, normal, because she's so young, she doesn't know any better. Exactly. Right? Kind of like so, our kids today, like, an iPad is normal for them. Yeah. Because it's not something that was, like, introduced. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, this is fucking weird, and I don't like it. And he has, he's the one who has to, like, feed it and take care of it, and he starts to, like, feel like it's, like, attaching to him, and he's getting kind of attached to it, right? Um, and basically, like... It, he get they, he ends up getting one with a broken leg because it's the last one they had so he like takes care of it and like the day of the party comes and the girl's all excited about it and he's like she like wants him to go get it and he like all the kids are standing around with like hockey sticks and baseball bats and broom handles and shit and he's like he has to go get it 
and he like gets it and he brings it outside and he has to like set it down and then he basically watches as they like chase it around the yard and beat the shit out of it and then rip it open and oh take goodness. all the candy out and eat the candy oh my god yeah what the fuck yeah that's insane yeah it's crazy wow that is a, that's a crazy story and I, I can imagine like i can imagine what i can see what posthumous means or posthumous not posthumous america um posthumous um i can understand what, kind of what that means because it's the death of something yeah i mean yeah. it's weird dude because it's like the whole the whole story like his wife is like an engineer and stuff and he's just like a dude <laughs> you know like he's yeah. not very good at technology and shit and like he still like reads like paperback books and everyone thinks he's yeah. fucking weird because he reads like <laughs> paper books and shit and like they think he's all backwards and like stupid and stuff yeah. it's it's like yeah it's weird it's kind of like raymond carvery sort of like okay yeah nice yeah so i'm reading from that i had to cut it down because i only have 10 minutes and it was yeah like a 15 page story so i had to cut it till 10 exactly so yeah it's kind of cool yeah right nice well that'll be fun yeah so that's tonight that's i'm nervous about it but it should be fine ah you'll be great <laughs> you'll be totally so, great yeah all right dude all right sweet cool. i think we're good thanks man. fuck that was awesome that was a lot of fun yeah slap hands